Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is March 18th, 2018. My name's Eric Peterson, and the only one joining me today is Mr. Yam Ragan. Oh, it's just me, Eric. Oh, God, it's so good to hear your voice again, Tom. <laughs> what are the chances that a two-man show would be with me? Astronomically small. <laughs> I can't remember the last time this happened. Oh, I do, actually. It was when we played Klonoa. How long ago was that? That, that was the last two-man show we did. I think it it wasn't that long ago. I'm going to go with October last year. Try again! Is it further back? Oh, yeah. August? Tom, try February. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's been over a year. A year and a Shit. month. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Ugh. Great game, by the way. I think that was the last show you were on as well. Oh, god damn it, Eric! Uh, this is only you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to throw me under the bus. I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, it's just old <laughs> habit. You're just never here. Oh, god damn it! Beat me. Can't, can't do anything right. <laughs> no, you you can do one thing right. You're moving to the correct continent. Oh yeah, moving to Canada. Mm. You can get those sweet whiffs of freedom from that southern border. Yeah, it's it's literally. I think you can see it. Oh you can god, see you're it so from close. Certain buildings. I mean, it's just got mm. this magical aura. Yeah, this kind of like smog. <laughs> well, we call it an aura. <laughs> we call that our freedom ring. <laughs> I'm excited, but also terribly stressed. There's just so much to do. I can imagine, like sell yeah. off everything you own. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday we started tidying the lounge, just kind of throwing loads of stuff away and giving some of it to charity. Is that in the West Wing or the East Wing? That's in the, uh, oh, I think it's in the North, North Wing, actually. Oh, the guest house. Yeah, near, next, to the ball, next to the second ballroom. Ah, so you guys have had to move into the guest house. Yeah, which is mm. just so much smaller. Oh, yeah, that's 7,000 square feet. So small. Yeah, it's like my closet was bigger than that, my previous place. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, we managed to fill six or seven bin bags yesterday. And that was just two corners of the lounge. How did you have that much stuff in your apartment? Uh, dude... I don't know. I will say that most of it is cats. I mean, that's a so, strong possibility. Have you come across any additional flags in your packing? Amazingly not. Oh, man, you haven't been looking hard enough. <laughs> I'm still banking on there being at least eh, at least 20 more by the time we leave here. My secret hope is that you get to Toronto and end up unpacking some there. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? They'll probably hold me at the border. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Sorry, sir. It's freedom. Ever heard of it? We're just trying to Where get a piece. 
Were you hoping to join our southern neighbors at some point? <laughs> Sir, can't let you cross. This is contraband. <laughs> contraband. You could do penance by drinking this tub of maple syrup. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. i got to embrace hockey syrup. What else? I mean, I can get behind the hockey thing because that's a blast. Oh, yes. Yes. I looked at season tickets for hockey in Toronto. Not cheap. No. Even <laughs> single games aren't cheap. Man, we're talking like $3,000 here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. not expect that, but then... I guess it's the same here for football. That's kind of like their football, right? Soccer. I'm sorry, what? Soccer. 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 He sounded so serious. <laughs> Tom, it's soccer. Listen. Yeah, we take football real seriously over here. <laughs> None of that Boy. mini flopping around. <laughs> How are the Packers doing? Huh? The Green Bay Packers? Huh? Is that a football team? Yeah, they're from Wisconsin. Yeah, they're like one of the best teams, aren't they? They are. I just don't give two flying rips about football. Oh, so it's wasted on you. No, it's not wasted on me. I still enjoy watching it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Couldn't give two flags. Yeah, I couldn't give two flying rips about it. (laughs) Well, which sport do you follow, if any? If If you had to follow one, if you had to follow a sport religiously religiously oh god like yeah you worship the team strung up by my toenails for this one but i'd probably go with golf oof Mm. that that makes sense actually because you go to the pga stuff yeah i used to coach and all of that Mm. now watch this drive (laughs) (laughs) what is that from that's a that's a George W. reference. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's pretty, it's one of my favorite clips. Now watch this drive. <laughs> He's like talking really seriously to the camera about I don't know terrorism or something, and then the the, 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 the reporter's like and cut, and he's like, "Now watch this drive." <laughs> <laughs> he was such a funny guy. <laughs> really was. Oh man, I liked him. Like when he tried to leave the that conference early, or not early, but he walked the wrong way and he tried this door and the door didn't open. Do you yeah. remember that one? Yes. <laughs> but he styled it out so well. Like he just he was so good at styling out his fuck ups. Oh yeah. You just gotta own it. Yeah. Like when he got that other that saying wrong as well, when he said, um, uh, fool me once. Shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) Fool me twice. And then he just stopped in the middle. (laughs) And then he he just went, You can't get fooled again. (laughs) Oh, George W. Come back. (laughs) We had it so good. (laughs) We'll smoke him out. (laughs) He's such a most loved Texan. Oh, yeah. And he's a true Texan. Oh, yeah. Had the hat and everything. Oh, yeah. Had a ranch. Mm. Good lad. Mm. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I went on a tangent. George W. tangent. The G-dubs. G-dubs. It's going to take a lot more work. I think we're going to have to keep uh, selling and selling and packing and trying to get our 
everything in our flat down to four suitcases. How is Cat going to do that? She has like take. seven closets of clothes. Yeah, all going to have to go. Like, honestly, it's just going to have to be just thrown to a thrift shop. Oh. Maybe try and sell some of the shoes. Uh, so what are you going to do about like books and collectibles and stuff that you have? Oh God! Don't talk to me about that. That's painful. Why don't you do? Why don't you do this? Here's a suggestion: Don't sell it. Give it to your brother and have him once you're settled mail it over. That's a good. That's a good point. Or uh, give it to my brother, and then when he comes to visit, he can Mm. put some extra things in his suitcase for me. Yeah, every few visits just brings more stuff. That way you don't have to sell off a lot of your really good collectible stuff that you've yeah. spent time and money acquiring. Yeah, that's the thing. Anything that is that I know I can buy again that's not particularly valuable, then I'll, I'm happy to kind of part with it. But things I bought in Japan, like I kind of want to keep those. Yeah. Um, like The hardest one is things like prints and artwork very hard to pack those in suitcases um so i have to uh, figure out just what I'm get doing some there. get some of those uh rolling tubes yeah but then they're in frames so i got to take them out the frame and all Ooh. that stuff oh this is a lot to do it's Ooh. uh you guys leave in good. like what 60 days yeah Jeez. That's really not that far. Every time I think, oh, I'll get around to it. <clears throat> Are you giving yourself any additional time off before you leave? Or is it like you walk out of work one day and go straight to the airport? I, I would kind of love that, but that's not happening. No, it's uh, <laughs> I've got two weeks. Um, I finish work and then two weeks of nothing. And then on a plane. And uh, no job over there. No job. Just... Uh, just gonna be one of those immigrants that does nothing <laughs> <laughs> y'all got something for free uh, y'all got government assistance <laughs> <laughs> or should we head south for that yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i'm not i'm not too worried um i'm just gonna turn up and actually <clears throat> settle into the city kind of explore a little bit understand my surroundings figure my way around and then stake out a street corner get a piece of cardboard with a sharpie yes yes find find where the most affluent areas are yeah um get yourself yeah cardboard box sharpie uh some i might bring some of my really old clothes from here with me it's a good plan cut, cut them up a little bit you guys are gonna have to buy a car aren't you i think we might have to actually yeah Oof. i can't imagine uh it's gonna to be too too big for us to not have a car. I imagine. You know. Yeah, and I can't imagine around. there. Yeah. Oh, hey Tom, I'm looking at Canada right now. Not far from you, there's a place called London. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> imagine if I just moved there. <laughs> Same address, different continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually um, a fairly common joke while I was out there on holiday they would ask me where i was from and i'd say uh london and they'd go ontario <laughs> no <laughs> no 
No, ha de ha de ha. And then I could move to Flint, Michigan, where they have the world's cleanest water. Oh, God, no, don't, don't. And we'd be just just down the road. Eric, I just watched a documentary on Flint, Michigan. You don't like lead in your water? Oh, it's it's not just that. I think they've only got, like, ten police officers. I mean, I think that's true, because it's right by Detroit, so... God, it looks... It looks like a depressing place that's really fallen on hard times. All of Michigan has. Is it because they used to be in the manufacturing business? Yeah. Uh, And all the manufacturers went overseas. (laughs) Cheaper produce, cheaper stale. (laughs) Now we still import it from the U.S. (laughs) Oh, God. Tom, speaking of traveling... Yes. Dan isn't here. <clears throat> because, oh, yeah, we should probably mention that. Yeah, he's on his way to Australia, otherwise known as Other Hat. Oh, yeah. His... I, I reckon he's got a world map, and it just has the UK and Australia on it. And then a bunch of question marks in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all like uncharted land. <laughs> And then occasionally Crystal comes in. You think we should go to one of these other places? No! Australia. Nobody knows what's there. (laughs) But Dan, we could just get the train to Paris. No! London's too far. (laughs) You do realize that Australia is further. I don't care. It's familiar. (laughs) That's my Dan accent. Not bad. Yeah. Okay. It is a hard accent to do if you're from... What? Anywhere else. What? What? Actually, I, I had a pretty it. good theory the other day on our on our WhatsApp chat about Dan in Australia. Go on. So, I don't think he's actually going on vacation. You reckon I think... he's just staying in hat? <clears throat> no. No, I think that... Het is such an old-timey backwards town. Village? Settlement? Hamlet. Hamlet, okay. (laughs) Het? (laughs) Like Hamlet the pig from Illusion of Gaia? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Het the Hamlet is is such an old-timey backwater village. Hamlet, sorry. uh, That they still adhere to old British practices of, like, the 1700s where... They ship ne'er do wells to Australia, and Dan, for the past what seven years, has done a really good job of making it seem like he isn't a chav miscreant, <laughs> but in actuality, he is, and he's just <laughs> being sent to Australia once a year to serve prison time because that's oh. where the British used to send all of their convicts. This is true historically. This is true. I wonder what his crime was. Oh, God. See, whilst you were saying that, I thought that maybe he uh, was being punished by the local mayor for for even planning this trip. And he's oh. gone. He's had to book some time off to have to attend <laughs> a, a public hanging. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you leave Het? <laughs> yeah. And so he's spending his final moments with Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan. <laughs> oh, Dan. At least yeah. she's traveling with him, though. 
Yeah. Wait, I how bet long you has he gone for? He's gone for like three weeks. Oh Jesus. I guess what... it's a long long way to only go for any less amount of time. <clears throat> My hope is that he's actually able to snap a picture this time that isn't blurry. Yeah. Well he's got a better phone now. So... I mean better's a relative term. When you're upgrading from crap before <laughs> to slightly less crap. I think he just needs to stay still. <laughs> Dan, stop moving. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he'd be, he'd be fine. I, I, t- I said I hope he brought his uh, Jock Burns shirt. I think he did. Mm. I think he had to have. Yeah, because last time Dan was in Australia, he, took, he had a photo of himself wearing Jack Jones t-shirt. But because of how the photo was taken and it was all creased up it looked like it said jock buns <laughs> that was a two-man show with you and me yeah and so that's a name that stuck yeah there you go these two-man shows do produce something some quality <laughs> yeah and what about yeah uh, what's his name young the mike loud Rice. one yeah the loud one that one. So believe it or not, Mike actually found a place in his car to plug in an Ethernet cable, and he killed it. It's just amazing. Yeah. Never ceases to amaze me, that guy. That dude can him, break his, anything. His history with Ethernet cables. Oh, God. Somebody just teach this man about Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, in preparation for this show, broke my Ethernet cable. <laughs> You know the little uh, the little clip that yeah. keeps it in. I just pulled that up too far and it just snapped off. You know they have Ethernet cables that have protective sheaths over that part. Yeah, this one didn't have said sheath. <laughs> We've been using that style of cable for decades now. You'd think this is a problem we would have solved. You're right, and I can't tell you how many Ethernet cables I've destroyed by breaking that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually still using that cable, but it seems to be fine so far. I remember when PS2 first got their network adapter and Xbox was out with Xbox Live. Ethernet cables weren't cheap at that time. No. And I'd break them because we'd take our our routers and our Ethernet cables and our Xboxes to friends' house and set up LAN parties. Invariably, they'd always get broken. So we'd always just stick them in and just hope they would stay and somebody would come trotting through the living room and kick the router and they'd all unplug from the back of the consoles uh, and back then that was the modern, modern equivalent of someone kicking the N64 and it freezing oh no yeah or somebody yeah. sitting down on the floor too hard next to the NES and it starts doing that eat er eat er eat er yeah yeah exactly the Good worst times. Yeah. So Mike isn't here because uh, he broke his car um, kind of at a really bad time, too. Wasn't he supposed to be on his way up to Sheffield to look at new apartments? Yeah, I um, I think he actually had a, a place more or less sorted in Sheffield. Uh, and then something went wrong, as as often happens when you're in the middle of negotiating getting a house and stuff yeah you know like i hear i hear it all the time especially when people are buying a property 
and like you're all psyched up for it and then it falls through and you feel like you're right back at square one again yeah so i can uh totally understand in in london you have to act so quickly on flats uh when i when i first moved here i went to my first apartment and i almost almost literally put my bag on the bed and said i'll take it <laughs> like i'll i'll uh when can i move in like here's here's the deposit in cash opened up I your will... suitcase and pulled out a few uh wadded yeah. circles of 20s yeah yeah the, the greenbacks just spun yeah. around on the table yeah will this puffed do my, puffed my cigar <laughs> I'll pay six months up front. <laughs> Don't send them coppers around. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the moldy ceiling. Yeah, I'll do. I don't care about the dripping pipes. I'll take it. It's the best they'll get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mike. Poor yeah. Mike. Yeah, he was really looking forward to this show, too. Yeah, well, it's his... um. It's his game. I think he, he hits his game, right? Yeah. Mm, he won't be there here to go. defend it. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds bad already. Spoilers. Spoilers for the up-and-coming review. But I think before we get into that, Tom, there was a Nintendo Direct that we should probably talk a little bit about. Oh, yeah, one of those cheeky little Nintendo videos. Yeah. Mm. yeah where they directly announced some things. I am... Um, you guys watched it before me. I had, I had to catch it the following day. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually watched them. I usually just read about what's coming up. I watched the a couple of the trailers, but... Um, oh, really? Yeah. I uh, I didn't read anything. I just I just watched it, but I skipped over quite a lot of the uh, 3DS stuff. <gasps> not, not just because uh, it wasn't completely applicable, but I did look at a few other bits, like... Um, you don't have a 3DS, do you? No. Thomas? No, apparently it's one of the weakest consoles. I mean, that's wrong. <laughs> that is just wrong. I mean, it's just what I heard, all right? Mm. Yeah, the old scuttlebutt on the side alleys. <laughs> the old scuttlebutt, yeah. yeah. Oh. Word on the just... street, that 3DS a pile of shit. <laughs> I, actually, my own experience with the 3DS was the original model with the little 3D slider. Yeah. Um, and the the one that's just like super flat. Is it the 2DS? Yep. And oh, I had to go on your DS in Vegas. <laughs> Don't read yeah. into that too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. was before. Did I have the 3DS XL at that point or not? Or is it still the little uh, red one? It was a. It was a big ass console to be honest i think oh, it was yeah. the 3ds xl probably yeah oh man i still play my 3ds every week yeah i do you know i thought that nintendo would be slowly starting to phase that console out but they've got plans for the releases in 2019 which is good because i don't think the switch is a viable replacement for the 3ds no i think you're probably right it's just too uh, big yeah, the Switch, to me, is a home console. That the, the little perk is that you can every now and again take it out of the dock and play it in a different room or something. Or yeah, obviously when you're away. But I still prefer to take my Vita when I, if I travel long distance. Yeah, poor because Vita. it's a proper portable. 
Yeah. I do. Depends on what I'm playing at the time, though. Yeah. True. Um, so Nintendo's Nintendo Direct, they, they announced a lot of ports. Oh, yeah. A lot of ports. And I've been going back and forth the past couple weeks about how I feel about this. Um, mm-hmm. Part of me feels like it's a cheap money grab. Yeah. But the other part of me feels, you know what, this is necessary because the Wii U sold like crap. Yeah. And a lot of the GameCube games are, are not available anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So kind of yeah. good on Nintendo for recognizing that and giving players or giving gamers a, a way to play these games in a modern setting. Yeah, I think if you're a big Nintendo fan and you've and you've owned a Wii, a Wii U, uh, a GameCube, 3DS, and you've had you're you're a big collector. Some of these ports can be quite disappointing, but Nintendo is obviously re- recognizing. Okay, let's compile all the best games from the consoles that didn't do so well that we know are good quality games, and let's get them on this system that everyone has and loves. Um, yeah, it's kind of the this is their moment to just bring it bring it all back to the center focus on having good games and then maybe now they can try and push for creating some new ips over the next 18 months i think what i'd rather have though is just you know what just put these games on a virtual console we're what are we almost a year out of the switch still nothing on the virtual console yeah I, i agree i think uh man they should just put all the gamecube stuff on the virtual console i mean i heard rumors of that and i really hope that's true because there was a lot of content that i missed out on oh yeah there are some great games i mean for example they're porting luigi's mansion to the 3ds what a great game to port yeah i i'm kind of surprised that they didn't port that to the uh to the switch it gives me hope though that down the pipeline there is a chance for them to do super mario sunshine Yes, which I, I don't care played. if it goes. I don't care if it goes 3ds or Switch. I just want it somewhere that I can play it again. Yeah, I I never played that one. That's the one I've never touched. I never finished it, but it had some really neat mechanics to it. Yeah, I think it's the least liked Mario game. Yeah, I, I hear that too. Or at least, I mean, there are so many. But if you just if you're just looking at the the main 3D titles, yeah, then yeah. Um, what, what else about... from 3DS was there? Uh, let me see here. I've got the list up here in front of me. They're going to do oh, Mario just... Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Oh, yes. That's the one I was thinking of. I'm actually at the very tail end of Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions. Okay. What a fantastic game. Really? It was really interesting. interesting. I didn't realize how much they overhauled that game they basically rebuilt it from the ground up if you're looking at at comparison shots between the game boy advance original and the the 3ds version completely different games but this one is is technically the unofficial sequel to super mario rpg oh okay so it plays very similar in that but you you don't have a whole crew of people it's just you and mario and and or it's luigi and mario and um Luigi is controlled by B and Mario is controlled by A. And as you're going through the game, you get different skills. 
um, like you can stack on top of each other to jump higher. You can do a spinning tornado to to go across longer gaps. Or Mario can hit Luigi with a hammer and he goes underground and you can go under fences or, or dig mm. stuff up. And Luigi can hit Mario with a hammer and make him smaller to go through little holes. So it, it, they add a lot of really cool little puzzle elements to the, the overworld that way. But they also come into play for battle. So you can unlock different bro attacks where um, you can do different special moves based on uh, button combinations and things that you've unlocked. That's pretty awesome. It's a really that's, fun game. The combat is actually... A, go ahead. No, that's on the 3DS, right? Yeah, and the Game Boy Advance. I think you'd really like the combat in it because there's actually... You can actually make it through entire battles without ever getting hit because they give you such a diverse uh, counterattack process. Mm. So every enemy can can be dodged or attacked, but every enemy has different attacks. So they may shoot something at you that you can jump over or jump onto, or you can hit it back with your hammer, um, or you can dodge it certain ways, but it doesn't... It, every enemy feels fresh and new. Um, mm. And I don't know if they did this in the original, but they did a lot of really nostalgic nods in this uh, with different enemies and, and throwbacks to old Mario games. So for example, later in the game, you come across shy guys that have guns, but instead of just normal guns, they have the super Nintendo super scopes. Oh, so little things like that. And you come across old characters like Birdo and all the Koopa, like Wendy and Lester Mm -hmm. and Morton. Nice. It's a really fun game. That's cool. I, uh, I keep thinking of, and I think it's, if I don't know, is it any, is it similar at all to, did you ever play Partners in Time? Yes. Uh, um, wait, Partners in Time. Because that's quite, that was quite RPG-ish if I remember. But I don't remember. If yeah, was... that was a, uh, that's one where they had like Baby Mario and Baby Luigi, right? I think so. I just remember playing it on the original DS. Um, but I don't know if it was Bowser's Inside Story or Partners in Time. I could be getting mixed up. But one of them is basically like an RPG uh, where you kind of go into turn-based battles. Yeah, they both are. Okay, okay. So it must have been Partners in Time that I played then because I don't recognize Bowser's Inside Story. But that's really good too. I think uh, Partners in Time came out after superstar saga okay that makes sense because but it was set in mushroom kingdom whereas superstar saga was set in um bean bean kingdom okay it was definitely partners in time then um speak uh speaking of mario there is a one mario game i've been playing non-stop this week don't say mario run oh god it is really did you pay the ten dollars to unlock it i paid uh it was on sale at one point for five pounds to unlock everything huh but once you've unlocked everything man that game is huge oh i can imagine yeah there's like um there's like six worlds each with four levels and then uh there's like various collectibles on each each level and then you've got a whole remix section where you do 10 mini levels at a time. Uh, then there's the Toad Rally where you can compete online with other people, like kind of racing a ghost and collecting as many coins as possible and stuff. But, but yeah, for some reason, I just find myself playing it on my commute all the time. 
the uh the only problem with it is you have to be online to play oh so you can't play it in the subway god it's so annoying yeah you can't play on the subway um but other than that i I know it's been around forever but um i always used to just play the free one because i didn't want to pay the ten dollars or whatever it was um but yeah that's actually a pretty fun game (laughs) i remember playing the demo for it when it first hit android but it never really hooked me yeah no it is it is all right i mean as far as mobile games go i mean it's got that nintendo premium to it it's got that feel like some a lot of work has got into it and uh so it's better than a lot of the trash on the app stores so but yeah just a little side note there i've been playing that quite a lot huh i've been playing the final fantasy 15 mobile game so oh yeah you did mention that now i remember it's quite good it's quite good. <laughs> it's quite good. It's, it's really interesting to see how they've scaled down such an epic RPG into a bite-sized chunk and still retained that grandiose feeling of it. So, what? Obviously, they've had to strip out tons of stuff. How do? What have they kept? What's the core of this whole mobile experience? Uh, the core of it is the story and the combat. Okay. So they, they've stripped out a lot of the menial side stuff. You, um, I'm still in the first the first episode of it, but the combat yeah. itself is actually really cool because it is still that, that live action combat, but it's all done based on um, tapping on the enemies, and then you can still dodge them. Uh, you can counterattack them based on different timed prompts. So it still nice. has that same combat, that fast-paced, fluid combat feel to it. That's amazing. It's really neat. Um, I think once I'm done with uh, Superstar Saga, I'll finish that out. Dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar Saga suffers from um, one of my least favorite things in RPGs, where when you get to the end, it's just boss battle after boss battle after boss battle, back to back to back to back. (laughs) And they introduce this thing where you have these timed bob-ombs where you have to defeat the boss in like six rounds or six turns. Mm. So if you haven't leveled up enough to be able to cause that much damage, you're screwed. God damn it. So there was one boss that took me like 15, 15 attempts to beat. But what's nice is if you die, you can just hit retry and it starts you right back at the beginning of the battle. Okay, that's not bad. So you don't... Oh. Uh, instead of going back to your last save okay yeah that's fine that's pretty nice um so yeah mario luigi bowser's inside story i'm definitely looking forward to that because um i'm a i'm a big fan of the mario rpg stuff uh the latest um paper marios haven't been very fun um i didn't play the the more recent ones I didn't play Color Splash because I was so disappointed with Sticker Star on the 3DS. Okay, okay. Why are they so bad? Why why are they not as good these days? Because I played the N64 one. That was brilliant. The which one? Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, 64. And then the Wii Super Paper Mario was awesome with that 2D to 3D shifting Mm -hmm. mechanic. That was great. Um Thousand Year Door, awesome on GameCube. And then 
Sticker Star was just boring. Uh, the The combat revolved around you collecting these stickers, and then you had to use different stickers to attack. So if you ran out of the jump sticker, you couldn't jump on an enemy. Oh, God. And if you made it to the end of the game and you didn't have the right number or combination of stickers, you just couldn't beat it. And that's what happened to me. So instead of going back and farming stickers, like, I'm done. That's strange because uh, with with Final Fantasy VIII, you used to have to farm spells. I quite enjoyed doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of that to it, but but, I don't know. It just didn't have that same that same hook so i'd like to see them do another paper mario but kind of get back to the way things were with thousand year door yeah we'll see uh mario tennis aces that looks fun that looks fantastic because that really fun yeah i kind of hope it goes back to how mario tennis was on the game boy advance where it was like a full-fledged rpg yeah i think they will I think that it looks like there's a. I I was surprised that they were able to talk so long about it, because on the on the front of it you just think it's a tennis game, with some cool multiplayer and some extra mechanics, but when they really kind of did a deep dive into it, it sounded like it, there's a lot more to this game than I originally thought. Yeah, I'm quite excited for it. So speaking of that, uh, some people have decided that. Using a Im- using an image that was released for Mario Tennis Aces, they were able to deduce the height of every character within the Mushroom Kingdom <laughs> using Luigi's penis as what? a reference point. What? Didn't you see this article? No. Oh God! Here, you got to see this hell? picture. Okay, so apparently in in, in this main image that they released. You can see a clear bulge. Oh, God. So they said, okay, here we go. Here is the average length. And they're like, okay, flaccid, it's 3.7. So here, here we go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to calculate the, the, the size of a tennis racket, compare it to that size, and boom, we know how tall everybody else is in the Mushroom Kingdom. Apparently, oh. apparently Peach... Is only three foot three inches. Yep. I just... Toad is 29 inches. <laughs> Mario's and mustache that... is about a foot and a half long. And then Bowser is only three foot 11 inches. He's the size of a large child. <laughs> oh my god. That's impressive. But I don't understand why they needed to use his junk as a reference point because they could have just used the size of I don't know a tennis racket anyway yeah I'm I'm I mean I'm seeing this for the first time so I'm 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 clearly more baffled than anyone right now this is uh this is really strange I also it's a bit troubling that they went to the effort of creating such a bulge in Luigi's I mean it's it is obvious. It's quite impressive. At least he doesn't have a smooth area. Yeah, true. Yeah. But if you look at these images of these characters holding these rackets, yeah, 
it's obscene. Could you imagine trying to play tennis with a racket half your size? <laughs> yeah, look at the, the... I don't know how Toad is managing to carry that racket. It is... The, the head of the racket is bigger than his... Twice the size of his face. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know how he walks anyway. Yeah, because he, don't, he only has a body and then feet, no legs. <laughs> Can you imagine your feet connected directly to your hips? <laughs> Toad's my favorite character in all the Mario really? worlds. Yeah, I love him. I suppose he's pretty fun. He's just, he's just such a happy guy. You, you never see Toad pissed off. And he's always getting shit on. Yeah, even when you come, like, last in Mario Kart, he's still, like, waving to the crowd. Thanks for letting me play, guys! <laughs> it was to take you part of the count. Here's a participation trophy. <laughs> Speaking of Toad, uh, Toad Treasure Tracker is coming out to the Switch. Oh, yeah. I never played it, but it actually looks really fun. It does look kind of interesting. Um... What was your reaction to this? Because you had a, you've got a Wii U. Uh, did, did you play this one? Already? No, it never really appealed to me at the time. But I wasn't buying a whole lot of Wii U games. The only t- reason I bought a Wii U is for Yoshi's Woolly World and Smash Brothers. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. But uh, actually, that's interesting. Do you think Woolly World will come along? Woolly World's already on the 3DS. Oh, 3DS. Okay, yeah. that is a great game. Yeah, I kind of wanted to play that. Oh, well. it's so much fun. I think they could you, definitely bring it to the Switch and it would sell well. And didn't you get the little Yoshi like woolly toy as well? Yeah. I have all three of them. Neat. Four of them, actually. <laughs> they have all the three the colors. colors and then the uh, Mega Yarn Yoshi. Oh, Yeah. He was supposed yeah, to be rare neat. and I went and stood in line for him at Toys R Us. God rest its soul. Uh, oh. And now they're everywhere. Yeah, just on that, we, we had the news here. A few weeks ago, that they'd gone, the Toys R Us had gone into administration. Yeah. But then, only a few days ago, that it actually is now closing all of its doors. All eight hundred. So I'm going to try to go pillage the dead carcass of a few rotting Toys R Us in our town. It's really sad, actually, when you think about it. Because well, it was a store when we were kids that was just for kids. Exactly. Um, I don't know what the setup is like over there but toys r us you don't get small toys r us stores in the uk they're they're usually off they're usually somewhat connected to motorways and they have these huge retail stores and here Um, they're usually connected to a baby's r us so you walk in and it's just one huge store yeah same um i wonder if baby's r us is gonna go under I, i grew up in a small town and so we didn't have any for miles and miles but you know, so once in a blue moon, we'd end up in Toys R Us, and it was pretty magical as a kid to be in Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. Literally everything uh, in there is for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's incredible. But, but yeah, couldn't get with the times, obviously, with online shopping. Yeah, for me, it was KB Toys in our mall. Oh, it was so much oh, fun. KB Toys. KB Toys. Uh, some other things of note, Hyrule Warriors coming to Switch. Um, that was really fun, apparently. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was on the 3DS as well. Huh. Man, the 3DS gets a lot of good games. I know. I should probably try and find one of those when I'm I've over in Canada. Been saying this for years. 
Because okay. you can get the full DS catalog as well. Fuck. Yeah. Mm, okay. I might have to start mo- si- looking into this a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Y- you think? The th- yeah. The three DS is fantastic. But I'd be but I had have to get the one with the C stick. Yeah, just get the new three DS. They they have the new three DS XL. Um they actually you could just get the two DS XL because it doesn't have the three D unless you okay. really want that. Nah. And it's cheaper. Sounds and it has a C stick. Okay, two DS. Does yeah. it still fold like a clamshell? Yeah, the two DS XL does. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't want Tell that him. flat one. Telling you, Tom, <laughs> you have. It's a good. I didn't steer you wrong on the Vita. No, that's and true. I'm definitely not steering you wrong on the 3DS. I just want to play uh, Bravely Default as well. Oh man, because I never played that. Get your hands on some Bravely Second then too. Yeah, turn off those random encounters. Woo, doggy. Uh. <laughs> last bit okami hd coming eh. i don't know how i feel about that no and then for you and me specifically july 13th octopath traveler oh Oh, yeah cannot wait cannot wait (laughs) makes me feel all the things (laughs) it was it was a kind of a strange reveal this on this direct in the sense of they just decide to tell you very briefly about a couple of characters and then not much else. <laughs> I'm surprised they, they kept the name. Oh, I know. Or didn't they, didn't they drop uh project? Yeah. I thought they would, but yeah, I was, yeah, it's, it's not the, not the catchiest name, is it? Let's be honest. No, but I do like it. It's, it stands out yeah. enough. Like, mm, I want to play that. It's about an octopus. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Put the card in the console. Like me, a good cephalopod game. <laughs> They're stealthy, like me, <laughs> Colonel. I've been inked. <laughs> I've been inked, Colonel. Don't bother with Splatoon. I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm only interested in real bullets. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh let's see oh yeah i suppose we should probably mention that smash brothers is coming to the switch too yes what do you think of the did you know when you were watching it you, when you were seeing these kids no riding around with... <laughs> no because then i like damn it i don't like splatoon i understand that the world <laughs> loves it it's just it's not my jam and then i saw him turn around and i got really excited now, two oh, years yeah. ago, I would have just given a long, prolonged wet fart noise to the sound of Smash Brothers, but after playing it on the Wii U as much as really? I did, yeah, I just I didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. I was more Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Soul Calibur. Oh man! I mean, you know, I, I'm with you on that one with with Tekken and Mortal Kombat for sure. But uh, my first, the first time I played Smash Bros was on the N64 at a friend's house, and we'd, we'd play four player all the time. And man, I just I just loved that game so much. But yeah, it was just it was such a cool series. Uh, I think for me, it was Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Soul Calibur. There was definitive moves for what you were going to do. If you wanted to do this, mm. you did that. 
this button combination True. got you that result every time. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, and I still kind of feel like this, Smash Brothers is, there's so much randomness to it. <laughs> there's so much going on. Sometimes you can't even see where yeah, you are. Especially if you're doing eight player, we'd get together and have eight player Smash parties and you Gosh. turn items on, it's just chaos. Yeah. And it has that Mario Kart feel whereby um, anyone can win. Like, obviously, skill really does... The same best person will tend to win uh, overall, but somebody who's only just picked up the controller has a really good chance, just as much of a chance because of all the items and stuff like that. So we instituted Uh, a couple house rules where Mm -hmm. whoever comes in last gets to choose the next character for the person who came in first. I remember because I I I played Smash Bros with you guys. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and we chose like Rob the robot or something for whoever came first and like yeah. still beat everybody. <laughs> so everybody got really good with everybody and the only person that we'd always choose like please god not Olimar. Don't let it be Olimar. And Who the hell uh was that? from Pikmin. Oh yes, yes of course. Yeah, and then after you left, we instituted another rule where if you got zero kills, <laughs> you got obliterated with titty twisters. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I, so horrible. Has it happened to you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Oh, that's so horrible. Yeah. But I guess that's serious motivation, right? There. It's incentive. And it's really interesting because you don't realize how much people are paying attention to who's getting what kill. So you're getting down to your last life and everybody's like, hey, you don't have a kill yet. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. So that's then you re- brutal. And then people try to gang up on you to oh. take you down. Yeah. It's a, it's not one of our, our best house rules, but it's one that's stuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. So I think... Uh... I think my I only played um, that that version of Smash Bros with you. That's the first time and last time I've played it. But I got pretty pretty good with Bayonetta. I really hope that they don't just do a straight port for this. I have a feeling that it's gonna be a port. Yeah, uh, I I don't think it will be. I think it will. I think a lot of it will be ported. But when when they were showing uh, in the teaser, it looked like that was the. Uh, the link from breath of the wild yeah and stuff so maybe some of the models will be different and stuff like that but i don't know i I'm, i feel like if it was coming next year i'd feel more confident that it was a, a an actual new game well when did the wii u smash come out that came out in 14 so it's been f- four years hmm Long long enough then. Maybe. Maybe long enough for a new game, but I'm not I'm not totally confident just because of Mario Kart and stuff like that. I feel like if they were going to do a straight port, they would have released it in alongside or similar time frame as Mario Kart cuz you reckon? Well, mm. last year, I guess, cuz Mario Kart Wii U came out in 14 it actually came out earlier than smash man i just hope they don't because then then to me that would feel like the ultimate cheap money grab because then they're not gonna 
I don't want to say they're not going to, but they, it, I feel like they'd be less likely to release another Smash, like an actual new from the ground up Smash, in Before a respectable time this, frame. Yeah. 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 Because who knows how long this new console generation is going to last? Yeah. I. Yeah. We have no idea. We have no idea. I. I wonder if we're going to start moving into iterations. So this we'll still have the Switch, but it will be Switch 1.5 or something. I don't, I don't know. know. You look at how it's going with PS4 and Xbox. Um, we seem to be in the 4.5 era right now. I think we're ripe for a PS5. Yeah. Like- Mainly because the Xbox One X has shown what a home console can truly do. It has the, the built-in uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray player. It has native 4K, which is a little disappointing to look at, mm. at the PS4 Pro and go, oh, it's kind of upscaled 4K, so... <laughs> Still looks yeah. good, but I think I think the technology and the demand is there, uh, especially with, with display technology being where it is now, to warrant... A PS5. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think we may, I think you're right to a degree, we might still be in the iterations where mm. the Xbox One X will still play all of the Xbox One games. Exactly. So I, I hope, I really hope we get back into the age of uh, backwards compatibility. I I hope so too. I think, I think we're on our way for sure, simply for the case of digital preservation as I love we always talked about on the show many times uh, owning physical games yeah um but for the convenience and benefit of many it does make sense to have a lot of digital games too especially for indie titles and stuff so well it makes them more accessible and they can keep the prices down because they don't need to pay for packaging and distribution and shelf space yeah and, and Nintendo have this very fragile ecosystem at the moment you know the whole buying the same game dozens of times on all these different virtual Ugh. consoles so they need to be careful about alienating current switch owners and releasing a new switch or a new platform in the next few years i would say they've got to really stretch this one out for as long as they can get it all together get everyone signed up and together on the same page and then bring that chunk of users to the next stage in the most seamless transition they can think of well, I think um, they've done a really good job of repairing their somewhat tarnished reputation. The Wii U really did them no favors. Oh God, it was yeah, it was that... a laughing stock. It was a, a few steps above uh, Virtual Boy. Yeah, it it just didn't know what it what it was. I was so confused by the Wii U. It just I, it was a really nice idea, but just I think that's what I think the Switch is what that was supposed to be. Well, I think they needed to yeah. release that to pave the way for the Switch. Yeah, learn from your failures, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when I was at E3 when they announced the uh, the Wii U, it was magical. It was super cool. That Nintendo booth was awesome. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And all the games that they had out for it. Um, you're collecting all these different pins if you went and played the different Nintendo Land games. Oh, it was, wow. It was really cool. Huh. So the buzz, there was quite a lot of buzz around the Wii U at that time then. Oh, People yeah, playing Zombie U, and they had um, they had a, a version of Luigi's Mansion where 
Do you ever play, uh, probably not, but there was a Pac-Man game on GameCube where you could connect your Game Boy Advance to it. And the person that was playing with the GameCube controller was looking at the TV, and they were the ghost. And Okay. Or no, they were the Pac-Man or something like that. And they had to go hunt the other characters who were all looking at their Game Boy Advance screen. And they could see each other and the ghost, but the ghost on the, the main TV couldn't see the rest of them. Huh. So they had a variation of that with Luigi's Mansion for the Wii U and sat and played that for half an hour, 45 minutes. And it was just a really cool booth. So it was disappointing to to see the lack of developer buy-in on the Wii U because uh. it was a good console. It just was stupid that they released a 32 gigabyte version. <laughs> the hell good Yo. is that going to do? Oh, yes. you can put an external hard drive on it. <laughs> nice idea. Poor execution, then. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it has some fun games on it, but so which is why I'm not too sad about ports. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think. Yeah, Donkey is it Tropical Freeze? Donkey Kong is coming to Switch as well. That, oh, was, that was a Wii U was game. So, that was a Wii game, wasn't it? I think it was Wii U. I think it was Wii U. Because I never, I never played it. What was the Donkey Kong Wii game? Because that game was fun. Um, it was it yeah. Donkey Kong Country Returns is what it was. So Tropical okay. Freeze was the Wii U. The Returns was really cool because it had like those silhouetted levels where everything in the foreground, including the character, was all black, and in the background were these really grandiose sunsets. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a really neat game. Super difficult though. Holy cow. Oh, really? I have the Donkey Kong Country Returns on 3DS, and I just can't beat it again. It's so hard. Damn. Uh, I was obsessed with the Donkey Kong Land games on Game Boy. Those were really good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Game Boy Color as well. Um, I don't know. We're, what are we, three months from E3? Uh, March, April, May. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So, it will definitely be interesting we'll to see. We'll see, yeah. I mean, actually, to be honest, one of the things I'm most looking forward to is uh, Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, man. Because I've never played it, so this is perfect for me. But I understand for people who've already uh, been through the whole series that maybe it's not such a big deal. But um, for a Nintendo audience and for people like me that missed it the first time around... Um, it's a it's a neat idea to put that on the system, and for cheaper cost too. Like you can pick it up for about pre order it for about twenty seven, twenty eight pounds at the moment. Interesting. So, That's something that you're going to have to get used to in Canada is paying more for games. I think you're right. I oh mean, god, I think, they're like seventy Canadian. Yeah, their their currency is definitely a bit more inflated. Uh, but yeah, I'll have to figure out. I mean, it's definitely more expensive for games out there, so we'll see. Oh, man, so 59 (laughs) US dollar is 77 Canadian. Right. So that's what we pay. Uh, I believe your games are, I believe Canadian games are 69. I mean, I guess it's... Is it more or less the same when you work it out? I don't know. More or less, I guess. Actually, looking at that now, it's cheaper. Hmm. It's 52 US if it's 70, 69 Canadian. Right. But either way, yeah, you're going to have to, uh, 
I think you'll come. I don't know if Canada's standardized on their cost of games. Yeah, I'm not sure. To be honest, it's going to be crazy anyway because I'll be, I'll be looking to buy like milk, and I'll just be like, well, okay, I I can't. I don't know how much that really is. Like, yeah. am I getting a good deal or am I not getting a good deal? <laughs> yeah, it'll take you probably a couple of years to get used to the currency, right? Uh, absolutely. I'll always be in my head converting to pounds. Yeah, I know I shouldn't because obviously I hope to be working out there. So, and eventually sneaking your way south. Yeah, well, yeah. Once I got that assistance money, I got to figure out if it's worth it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah exciting times good stuff that was uh, a good direct yeah anything else from there um no. let me see i'm just gonna go through the notes here really quick nobody i mean i don't want to say nobody but i don't care about splatoon 2 there's some stuff coming south park uh, yeah uh crash crash bandicoot and saint trilogy like yep you're late to the party guys a <laughs> little bit missed the window and undertale coming to switch eventually <laughs> oh i had i didn't think much of uh like the warrior stuff yeah yeah not so much whatever. not not so much thomas nope 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 should we get to our game of the week uh yes we should uh Tom, I'm going to let you take this because you're more oh. versed in it than I am. You say that, Eric. You say that. Yeah. But Can you <laughs> make it so? Can you make it so? Yeah. Well, we played Splinter Cell this week. Split, uh, the original Splinter Cell. Yes. Um, can't remember the date. 2004, I think it came out. 2002. Oh, shit, really? This game's oh, old. Good. I've done fucked up already. <laughs> Damn it, Tom. <laughs> I had Can't you job. do nothing correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I have to bring up a little anecdote here. Splinter Cell was the the reason that I traded my PS2 for an Xbox. Sinner. Can you imagine trading a console in with all your games just for one game? No, nope, I can't. I mean, Dan's probably really familiar with that. (laughs) It was really dumb. It was one of my dumbest moves. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I traded Um, a bunch of games from my PlayStation 1 to get PS2 games, like all my super rare RPGs that I want to go back and punch 15-year-old Eric. Yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Hey, asshole, that thing's worth money. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, I traded... Star Ration, the second story on PS1 for like oh. 10 pounds. So I think that's worth maybe a hundred now. <laughs> I used to have a ton of the working design games. Um, the, the Lunar, Lunar 1 and 2 complete collections with the, all the shit. shit. I bought them for like, like 35 bucks. They go for 80, 90 bucks now. Wow. Maybe Same traded them for seven in. bucks. Oh yeah. I had so many games that I just went, oh, I want to get that new Madden 2002 because some character eyes look so real. Need me that smuggler's run. That's so true. It's just so true. God. 
that was the thought process well think uh, about it though i was 15 the ps2 had just come out games mm-hmm. were 50 dollars mm. which is actually cheaper than what i had been paying because n64 era they were 70 which is crazy oh yeah and yeah. adjusted for inflation i mean that's like 95 to 110 dollars it's it's mad. The N sixty four games here were sixty pounds. No games sixty pounds now. Like, not even close. That's um, why I like standardization. I can understand that. Um, but yeah, so I remember I took my PS two to uh, this shop to trade it for an Xbox with Splinter Cell, and the PS two wouldn't work. Oh no! Uh, because when we were driving with it it fell off the back seat and the laser had been knocked out and it made a horrible whirring noise when you turned it on oh so did you get anything for it so i rang sony and then they came around and picked it up and then uh they came back three days later with a brand new one what which was yeah no that was yeah it was in like a warranty whereby you could ring them and they would they would take just the console and power cable and then they would come back with them both with the, either the same one fixed or a new console on like no box or anything just in a in a wrapper huh it was a, it was a really cool service i don't think you could get that anymore but oh no uh, no they're like yeah go buy a new one yeah so as soon as that happened i w- i took it straight to the shop again <laughs> And uh, got my the Xbox universe, with... Tom. The universe gave you a second chance to rethink your terrible life decision, and you went, "Nah, nah, fuck that shit." I'm Tom. I I'm want... gonna see this as my second chance to get that Splinter Cell. Yeah, I wanted. I got Halo, Project Gotham Racing, and Splinter oh, Cell. God, I loved PGR. It was so good. And then PGR two. Oh, the the thing is, uh, Microsoft did a pretty good job with putting original xboxes in gaming stores and uh supermarkets they would just put them there with so you could play them and i was always playing um halo and stuff in the shop after school and uh with the old duke controller yeah and that that was why i I was like i actually really like this system and it had the had xbox live and i had really good internet at the time i mean the xbox one was definitely superior Oh, the, yeah. the original Xbox, not Xbox One. Yeah, they like graphically and everything. It was and and I could put in my um, music CDs, rip them to the hard drive, yeah, and listen to my music while playing Sega GT and yeah. Jet Set Radio. I had Jet Set Radio on there. Um, yeah, it was it was a really cool system. Definitely not as good as the PS2 when it came to games and stuff, but um, there were just things about Splinter Cell in particular that I really liked, like the um, it has some really cool like graphical features like when if you kind of walked into a curtain the curtain would move with you uh like it kind of responded well to the environment like objects in the environment would respond to when you collided with them and uh i just thought it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen so i really wanted that game so um but yeah so that's what we've been playing for the last two weeks and it has not aged well (laughs) Whoo boy it has not uh, yeah so i played it on the ps3 the hd collection uh, uh eric you played on the ps2 i did yes i did 
Yeah, that must have been very rough. I tried desperately to find uh, the HD collection, which apparently is super difficult to get a hold of. It's not expensive. It's only like 15 bucks. Really hard right. to find. Um, wow. Stupidly, the the Sunday of our last show, I was out uh, across town, and I found a GameStop that had one, so I had him put it on hold, and then I'm like, you know what? I need to make sure it's complete, because I want it in the box with the manual. Called him up and <laughs> said, is it complete? No, it's not. I went, fine, I don't want it. <laughs> I couldn't find it anymore after that. Like, I couldn't even find a loose copy after that. Like, maybe that was... Because as soon as I started this, I went, I really need the HD collection. <laughs> and the HD collection on PS3 was the same cost as just Splinter Cell HD on PS3 digitally. Like, well, may as well get three games if I'm going to pay that price. And by the time I had come to that conclusion, it was already too late for me to, to start over. Uh, oh, Eric... The PS2 version is not friendly. God, it's the PS2 version is the worst version because uh, I remember playing it uh, much later on and even the original Xbox version is much nicer to play. Uh, the PS2 version is basically a port from the from Xbox, so it's yeah, really rough. And it's very <sighs> rough around the edges. After yeah. I'd bought this and got halfway home, I realized... Probably should have got this on the Xbox. Because when I was standing there in, in the used game store, uh, I didn't remember it came out on Xbox. Oh, shit, son. Yeah, yeah, not it my is. finest moment. No, no. no should have given Tommy an old ring. Yo, Thomas! What's that <laughs> console you got that Splinter Cell on? I need to be it. <laughs> I need to be it. <laughs> yeah. The main oh, reason it hasn't aged well is because the mechanics are a little clunky. And it's fiddly. Yeah. It, it really is. The The hit detection is really narrow. Um, <laughs> and then that's just for the combat. For just interacting with things, it's microscopic. Um, but, and I think this is just a, a little bit of me being accustomed to modern gaming. Mm. The fact that it didn't have a quick save feature and knowing oh, that the HD collection did, it just yes. ruined the game for me. Absolutely ruined it because it's so unforgiving. Yeah, it it really is. Like the the saving system, I mean, I was using quick save, but from what I remember, yeah, it's few and far between. Like you can mess up right before a checkpoint, and it's it's very sudden as well. It's very unforgiving. Like uh, some some guard will find a body, and then you're completely screwed. Yeah, that you're pretty sure you've hidden. I hid this in a meat locker behind three shelves and turned the lights off. How did a guard just stumble on a body back there? You could be three quarters of the way through a level, and the guard's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get me a piece of meat." Body done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it sucks so yeah i mean suspender so cell um it's it's a it's a pure stealth it's a pure stealth third person it's uh, per its subtitle game. stealth action redefined oh yeah i think sure david hater would have a thing or two to say about that <laughs> <laughs> sam frisch is no match for me 
What is redefined? <laughs> if your stealth is defined, then it's not very stealthy. Sam, you don't even have a cardboard box. <laughs> Those fucking green cockles are going to give you away. Turn your radio on. All the gear and no idea. <laughs> I saw you a mile away. <laughs> Thermal, what a joke. It's the splits. You better. <laughs> what are you doing in a pipe? <laughs> Oh man, but uh, it this one Splinter Cell does not let you get away with any uh, bullshit. Bullshit. It's really brutal. It's like stick to the shadows, shoot the lights, um, interrogating guards. Uh, if you can get a hold of them, if you can grab them, I mean that's pretty tough in itself. Because it's it's really clunky in how they have you capture people and how I they know. have you do anything. So there's not a button assigned to something. You know, like in <laughs> Metal Gear, I, I, there'll be a lot of correlations drawn between this and Metal Gear. And, and sure, I think it's just it's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear, you walk up behind someone, you press square, and it grabs mm-hmm. them. Here, you open a menu. <laughs> you open a menu, <laughs> and you have an option. Of grab character or fiber cable or lockpick. Like, yeah. Fucking grab the guy. You don't want to move. I've got a lockpick to your throat. I'm going to pick your belt. Yeah, it, you're, that's exactly right. I forgot all about that. So you basically, as you become uh, close enough proximity to a guard you get this menu in the top right. And so first of all, you have to push an action button to access that menu. Then you can use the, your D-pad to move through the menu, by which time, you know, the guard may have moved forward or he may have worse turned around. Uh, so it's that kind of clunkiness that makes you feel like you're, you're being treated a bit unfairly as the player. It's just poor design. It's poor game design, yeah, for sure. And Um, the thing that killed me is to get close enough to these characters, you often had to crouch because every NPC or guard in this game has hearing of a hawk. (laughs) I mean, if your shoelace is dragging on the floor, they'll hear you. Oh, what's that? And then they bust you. So you need to creep up on this guy really slow. So not only do you need to time your approach so that you're walking as they're coming past you, so you can be close enough before they turn around, mm. you then need to stand up, which the action of standing up makes noise. <laughs> so you need to stand up and press X immediately so that you're up high enough to grab them. Is somebody there? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing here. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. It's, it's, uh, the margin of error is tight. Uh, you, I, I kind of, I, mean, I, I really liked this game back in the day, and I think it's just having more time to play games. You and uh, without the time pressure of finishing a game for for us to talk about it, uh, you could really spend a lot of time sneaking around and making sure you you didn't get caught or even oh, yeah. alert anyone once. You know, you can kind of keep to the shadows, hang off a railing, and actually every scene that's set up 
just never think for a minute that you're just going to be able to run through it or even crouch run. You've got no chance. See, and that um, was that was my initial failing in approaching this game was I generally like with Metal Gear Solid 2, I take the approach of everyone dies regardless. Yes. I may knock you out, but I'm still going to put a bullet in your head. Yeah. You can't do that here because the ammunition is almost non-existent. That's true. That's true. You, you actually only really seems like you're supposed to use your gun to to add to your stealth options like shooting out lights or yeah, or causing perhaps a distraction somewhat. You know, and I guess I, that that is a fair point. The game itself isn't terrible. It's really cleverly designed. You have a lot of really cool maneuvers and, and ways to get through a particular level. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, like you said, the margin of error is so slim that you have to know exactly what you're doing. And the execution of those maneuvers isn't always seamless. So he's got this yeah. one move where if you want to get up to a higher ledge... You can jump up and then press triangle again, and he'll sidekick off of a wall. Well, if you're rotated even mm-hmm. a fraction of a degree too far, he might sidekick off the wrong wall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which could cause... I mean, that's that action in itself is going to cause a serious amount of noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're, you're screwed if you've gone the wrong way and there's people nearby... Well, there was one where I got to the top of the stairs, and there were two dudes sitting at a desk in the dark, and I saw a pipe up above. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to like wall kick off this this side wall and then get to the pipe and shimmy my way across the room on the pipe and drop down. It's going to be super cool and stealthy. I tried like 15 times to do that. As soon as you kick off the wall, they're like, huh, and turn around and shoot you. And then I discovered, oh, it's simpler than that. I just crouch walk behind these guys. Yeah, you just need to go through the door behind them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I wasted a ton of time. And that's what really yeah. killed me with this game is that by doing that, I had to restart the level and go through two more similar scenarios of sneaking through just to get yeah. back to where I had died before. Exactly. I think a lot of my love affair with this game was from... Because it, it, it feels very James Bondy. Yeah. You know, like you have all these gadgets, you're... you're um, you're well funded the operation is 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 tight and you have a good support team it's not like not like snake in metal gear he's just kind of dropped into situations and has to he's a bit more of a ragtag team with with otacon and yeah whereas you're actually uh representing like the ca uh nsa i guess um and it's yeah you have all the latest gear and uh you just feel like a real spy because you're having to access computer terminals and data sticks and uh, intercepting communications. There's like... Um, and in typical uh, yeah. fashion, your information is withheld to the nth degree. Yeah. He's like, it's my job to know everything. Like, He's like, hey, there's a, there's a guard coming down that's going to have this clearance. He's like, that's detailed information, whatever your name is. He's like, it's my job to know everything. So you can yeah. tell that I think I don't know the ending of this game because I never finished it. I made it like 25% of the way through and I played it every night. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I did not make it far. There were two, three nights in a row where I didn't make it past the same spot. That's so frustrating. So That's the I, worst. Chris, he's like, why are you still playing this? Like, Because I need to try to finish it. Didn't even, <laughs> didn't even get close. 
And then so, one night I finally made it past that part just to get to another part after that that was the exact same. Like, done. Not doing this. <laughs> oh, I, I, do, I feel your pain. I mean, I mean, to play it on PS2, that it makes the game 100 times harder, to be honest. Um, how far did you get then? Like, like roughly, what, which mission was it? What did you have to do? Oh, boy. Not far. Um, so the place that I got stuck the most uh, was you get dropped into the ceiling vents and you have to drop down into the meat locker and then this guy comes in and spits in the soup for the general you have to okay you have to knock out the cook drag him back and then you have to walk out knock out that guy then go down the stairs and then there's a guy standing behind a desk and another guard pacing you have to go down the stairs grab him drag him up knock him out and then Mm -hmm. lure the other guy back upstairs to knock him out activate the computer and then a general comes out with a machine gun and you have to try to capture the general to put his face into the the retinal scanner. Gotcha. That part I failed a hundred times. Oh man. That's just couldn't tough. just couldn't do it. And then I made it after that where you had to uh use the directional microphone on the elevator and I just couldn't get oh. through the courtyard. Man, I failed that bit so many times. Yeah. Because I just kept, uh, they, they kept going out of range, I guess. Huh. Did that happen to you a lot? My, I kept losing them. <laughs> no, what happened to me the, like three or four times was as I was getting ready to pull out the directional microphone, I failed the mission because at that point you could still have zero alarms. Yes, correct. So although I had gone through a checkpoint, I was still failing because they were finding a body from the previous section yeah that's where you can get really stuck it's a flaw in the game design again i feel yeah because it should tell you it's a little bit like those get uh, back in the day when you would save your game uh like you know there's get a game where you can save anywhere and yeah. you happen to save just before you die <laughs> or like you've got no health yep and you're just you've totally screwed yourself yeah um yep it's a little bit like that but but they're using their own uh, their own problems there. That's like it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> so the only way I got through that was I had to pull out the because I didn't want to be in the center of that courtyard. So I'd I'd try to move off to the side to pull it out. So I'd move a little bit, pull it out, get through that section. But then as soon as they were done talking, there was another guard there that spotted me immediately. I just couldn't find the right spot to sit where I wouldn't fail either way. Uh, okay. I don't have the patience for this right now. Uh, yeah, that that, that sucks. And uh, the, it's a very generic story with this game. Did you did you find that it's just, it's very like every between missions, it tends to cut to like a newscast. Um, and it's so poorly acted. And it's it's very poorly acted. It's oh. they try and make it look like uh, it's from a real news channel in the u.s and it's very focused on uh war in the like the middle east and stuff and russia and it's just it's very um i don't know it's just quite predictable and which uh, is sad because it's a bit cliche it's a it's a tom clancy game and he is just the master of spy novels yeah exactly um but this just feels a bit more on the nose with that yeah. kind of stuff i don't know it's, it's just, a bit heavy-handed it is it is it's very i don't know yeah it's 
it's it's it's there are some Tom Clancy you can see it coming through from like his books and stuff but uh it's just it's so easily forgettable I think it's something to do with the first part of it the uh Georgian president has been assassinated yeah and then it's just kind of loads of war pieces from there like various uh hacking and uh Ministry of Defense here and there trying to get involved and all this kind of stuff and in the end I'm just like skip 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 don't care don't care more war stuff I'm a I'm a NSA guy trying to find information and, me... and you're kind of quite often you're tracking or trading people of interest yeah um so the mission after the one you got stuck on I think it is anyway is on an oil rig which is actually quite different to the other missions before it. Um, you have to you're you're kind of running along this these narrow uh, skyways, like kind of, and there's the whole oil rig is on fire, like a plane or, or a helicopter. I can't remember has hit the oil rig, and there's just fire everywhere. And the first part of the mission is you're trying to climb all around. Uh, the apparatus to get to the other end so as you're oh. just avoiding fire and stuff there's no stealth it's just trying to figure your way around um and then when you eventually get to the rig that's where it's back to back to business as usual but you're basically tracking this uh this guy with a briefcase and you have to find the right moment to knock him out <laughs> and you can imagine how that goes because you you have to run after him but you don't want to be alerting loads of people, so it can get really tricky. It can get a bit hairy in places. And then when you do try and use the knockout mechanic, as you run up to somebody and try and knock them out, Sam Fisher kind of stands still and does the action to knock them out. So you can't run and elbow. You have to run, stop, and then press R1 to elbow. So it's really unnatural. And hope you've stopped close enough to hit yeah. them, but not Hope too close the to the box. fact that you're going to uh, bump yeah. them and alert them. Exactly. And then alert them or, or I don't know what would happen. Maybe it's, maybe you just can't do that. I don't know. But um, that's where it gets really clunky when you're having to do very, like precision stuff like that. Um, and then the mission after that was in this, you have to infiltrate the CIA headquarters. And that's... Uh, Isn't that one where you can't really kill tough. anybody? You can't kill anyone at all. You can't even, uh, you can't even knock them out. I don't think. Oh, not to my knowledge, because I, any time I knocked them out, um, I would get like a either a warning or the or the mission would end. Um, and it's really difficult. Um, there's cameras everywhere. Uh, you can't shoot the lights out because that's just going to cause an issue. <laughs> um. It just gets. It starts to become tiring, and it's definitely not fun. Huh? Which is a shame. It's a bit of a shame. But yeah, it just felt. <laughs> Where Metal Gear, I could always get over the difficulty spikes in it because I was so engaged in what was going on. Yeah, and I think that's where developers really need to focus on a great balance. Is if you have something that is a bit lackluster make sure that something else can make up for that. So Splinter yes. Cell, you've got really clunky combat, 
with really clunky story, they don't balance each other out. So if you're really bad story, but great gameplay can be forgiven and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say Splinter Cell is a terrible game. It, it it definitely isn't a bad game. It just has not aged well. Yeah, no, absolutely and not. I think the later games in the series got a lot better. They did. Uh, in, the, in the first two games, there's just this horrible amount of trial and error that that just doesn't work it's too slow for trial and error it's not like super meat boy where as soon as you fuck up you restart the level instantly and you're back into it and you learn it and you figure it out and you get you have that satisfying gameplay loop this is you could really be like walking on eggshells and being so careful and being really verbose with all your actions and everything you're doing and then one little fuck up and you're right back at the checkpoint again oh it's brutal it It does not encourage trial and error at all exactly and that's just really unfair um splinter cell chaos theory is the third game in the series Mm -hmm. and that's uh generally favored to be the, the the better of the three they really kind of nailed the balance there and it's much better game it also is held up better by today's standards games that were released after after Chaos Theory, we were starting to get into the PS3, Xbox 360 era, and uh, those were really good games too. They actually kind of loosen up quite a lot on the stealth side of things, and uh, you can definitely get away with gunning down a bunch of people and not being penalized for it. Yeah, like Double um, Agent, right? Double Agent, Conviction. Conviction was a really good one that only came out on the 360, unfortunately. Um which and one is the was... one where you could do multiplayer and go through the through certain missions together? Um, was it was it like a PS3 era? Is it or is it an older one? No, I think Cause... it was Double Agent. Oh, Double Agent, yeah, on the PS3. I think you're probably right. Um, I know there was a two-player mode on Pandora Tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Multiplayer, here one... we go. So I'm looking it up. Oh, there's a PlayStation so anyway. 2 and Xbox version of Double Agent. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that bridged the generations. Yeah, because it's really... It came out very early, Double Agent, on the PS3 life cycle. Um, And then I think one of the most recent ones was Blacklist. That might be the last one, actually. Yeah. And unfortunately, I did not enjoy that one. I played it very briefly. It just, it's lost its way. And also, they, they got a different voice actor for Sam Fisher. And I think he's quite a good voice actor. Not in this first game. Not in the first game, okay, no. But no. In more, in first, yeah. <laughs> he's so American, though. Yeah. They, like The game in general has like a very strong American theme. I mean, I know he's obviously representing NSA and... Uh, there's a lot of cia stuff and everything but it's a very uh y'all need a very freedom it's got a very pro-american feel to it yeah it's 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 that kind of america's answer to metal gear almost it feels in some in some ways hey kojima this ain't how this stuff plays out (laughs) we're gonna send someone in he's gonna kill a bunch of people probably blow a few things up come back freedom (laughs) and that's the way the cookie crumbles I, there are actually some really cool um, gadgets in this game that were really that I'd never seen before in, in other in other uh, action games. So like 
um, the lockpick um, is actually quite a nice mechanic. So you use the analog sticks to find the the little uh, catches in the lock. It's very reminiscent of Oblivion. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, this is 2002, so I mean that's uh, that's quite ahead of its time using that using that mechanic. I mean that's the first time I'd ever seen it. Yeah. Uh, you see it all the time now. Um, also, the optic cable, so that you could look under do- under doors. I really liked that. That's such a neat feature. Like, I, so some so, um, Splinter Cell. I think as we've already deduced, not without its major game design flaws, but has some really neat ideas. Well, the the optic cable came in handy in a couple different spots because. Very early, there was there was a hallway that I just bust through the door, and there's a guard that patrols that hallway, yeah. and he just walks back and forth and stupidly just stands and faces that door like, I wonder if someone's going to come through. I'm here. I'm going to get them. I'll get them. They come through. Oh, i got to turn around go back the other way. Maybe they'll come through now. So the first time I did it, he was standing right there, and I failed. Yeah. So yeah, of course. you stick the optic cable under there, and you can watch the guard come back and forth and know when you're supposed to go through the other side. It's just, it's really neat, and I, I liked how yeah. they answered this. So they, they answered this problem instead of giving a mini map. You know, yes, Metal Gear has always yes. felt a little cheaty in that. Like, I'm just going to look at this map and wait for him to turn around and go the other way. It required exactly. you to have an intimate understanding of the routines of where the guards were. Yeah, absolutely. And encouraging you to use uh, the devices that you had. So, I mean, I take it you probably would have used night vision quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I always had that thing on. Yeah. And uh, I didn't find myself using the thermals very much. No. Um, nice idea, but I didn't don't know why you'd really need it that much. Maybe in later levels. Um, but, yeah, like, the, all the all the gadgets and stuff were very cool. They all kind of added to the spy element, you know? I'm going to use everything in my toolbox to explore this world and get through without being seen, even though it's hard as fuck. Yeah. I'm still going to be seen. <laughs> I'm still going to fail. But I got some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it made you think twice before just opening doors. Like, you'd be like, okay, how am I going to do this? What's my approach going to be? Yeah. Um, and every now and again, there'd be a room that was more like a closet that you could... And you'd, you'd kind of clock that and think, okay... I have a room now that I know I can drag bodies to. Yeah. And then turn um, the light switch off. Exactly. Yeah. I always thought that was quite cool too. Like sometimes the, uh, the guards would switch the lights on. If you were... <laughs> just find a pile of corpses. Yeah. <laughs> the th- the other clunky good. aspect of it though, is like you're, you have this body slung over your shoulder. You can't use your open arm to open the door you have to set the body down open the door Uh, pick the body up and hope that the door hasn't automatically closed before you're able to get the body in oh god yep yep that is very annoying i got busted a few times trying to sneak bodies through (laughs) oh damn no (laughs) yeah yeah and you can't uh obviously pull a gun out while carrying anyone either no i I didn't like oh go ahead no go on as I say, I didn't like how when you when you have a uh, a person captured, you have your gun to their head. Your only option is to knock <laughs> them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't pull the trigger. No, you can't. It's like I'm gonna knock you out and then pull the trigger. But I suppose <laughs> this game had a teen, 
ESRB rating, and that probably would have been a bit. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So I think I think to keep that TNS ESRB rating, they try to minimize the overall violence. Uh, yeah, the the stat that makes sense. Yeah, so, definitely a a rough rough slog. How far did you make it? Uh, so I made it to basically the end of that CIA mission I was talking about. So we're talking level five, I think. And there are 11 missions, so not a particularly great effort either. But it was hard. It was just... And I had autosave. Yeah. And Mike was saying that you can basically autosave every 10 feet if you wanted to. Yeah, it's that sort of system. Nah. Um, But it had a weird... It had a weird thing whereby if you died or failed the mission and you were just hammering X to try and reload your last save, for me, the reload menu would default on restart previous mission. Oh, no. So it would load an entirely different mission every time I died if I didn't, if I was impatient, basically, which was super annoying. (laughs) That's frustrating. Um, Yeah, the menu system was, was just a a really strange one like especially when you were choosing through the uh your weapons and your gadgets like this kind of you had this kind of row at the bottom uh like uh which is like a main navigation and then had sub navigation items with your your stuff and uh, everything it was it was just the whole thing was quite um slow (laughs) slow moving i think my favorite sound effect from the whole game is when Sam takes a, a med, pa- med pack and he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> and then he, he's got a couple different sound effects. His other one's like, mm. Yeah, he's quite grunty. He's very gruff. <laughs> Delicious. Grim's daughter. Yes. <laughs> Grim's daughter. <laughs> How do I find him? Buy his license plate. And what if he's not with his car? He's taking a piss. That and was the driver will be. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing. They made such a point of giving you the license plate number and you didn't need to yeah. use it. It's like, I'm yeah. in this car park. Here's the only car here. Hmm. Wonder which car it is. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. No. Do you, do you know this game was on the um the Nokia N gauge? I saw that. Yeah, I played it on the Engage when it first came out. It was so bad, as you could probably expect. It was also on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a side-scroller. Oh, Jesus. I remember when they did that on the Game Boy. It was such a cop-out, because I didn't have a home console for quite a while. And I was like, oh, sweet, Perfect Dark on the Game Boy Color. I love Perfect Dark. Let's buy Perfect Dark. Oh, <laughs> I'm just Crab. Jill, whatever her name was, running around side to side. Yeah. Uh, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. That's back when they were just putting garbage on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, oh man. There's, sucked. The Game Boy Advance had some great games, but it also had a ton of crap. Just total shovelware. Oh, yeah. But you're right. Things like... It had some real gems. I remember playing Advance Wars. Oh, yeah. My God, that game was so good. Yep. A whole ton of others, but yeah. Mm. 
Um, so there came out on quite a few consoles: Xbox, Windows, PS2, GameCube. Which yeah. I was just reading something about the differences. Um, oh, the GameCube has all of the exact same cinematics, but if you had a Game Boy Advance with a link cable, you could get a real-time overhead map. Wow. So you could have your... That's what, So you we, never had to use... Uh, yeah. That's cheating. That's totally cheating. Hey, I mean, if you're going to pay for the extra hardware, at least get a... Oh, yeah. Pay uh, to win. <laughs> um, I did that with uh, Battlefield 4, where you could connect your iPad to Battlefield and get an overview map. Wow. Instead of having the small microscopic mini-map in the corner. Interesting. I've never done this sort of stuff, really, where you connect other devices to get You should extra. do it with your Vita and your PS4. There's stuff on quite a few games. Really? Yeah. I've never really thought much of it. Yeah. You That's just choose second screen option. I imagine with things like Fallout 4, it would be quite handy. With the yeah. Pip-Boy on one of them screens maybe or something oh yeah they did do that i remember hooking it up to my phone and you can do you can ah. change things or t- use items from there I, I believe it's been a while since oh I played yeah that. because you um you taped your phone to your wrist didn't you <laughs> <laughs> yes i did <laughs> worked about as well as you can imagine <laughs> um the gamecube version also had a sticky bomb and it provided support for progressive scan 480p, which nice. was huge back then. Honestly, games looked really good on the GameCube back then. Especially I if you had the GameCube component cables, which stupidly, oh. stupidly I sold. Oh my god, there's so much money now. Oh yeah, and I sold them for like 35 bucks. What is it now? Like 100 bucks or something? Well, let's look. I think it is like, we're talking... A hundred dollars will get you one of those cables. eBay, four hundred dollars. <laughs> Somebody should make a copy. <laughs> I mean, I th- think they have some, but oh my god, I was stupid. Shit. And I had the uh, the Game Boy uh, player, the Game Boy Advance player that would connect to the bottom of the GameCube. You can find them everywhere now, but nobody has them wow. with the disc. Wow. Because you had to put a little disc in there to tell the console to read the Game Boy player. Got you. Did you have the uh, Panasonic GameCube? Uh, the, silver, the silver one. I, I had a black one. Oh, okay. What was the Panasonic? Oh, you're talking about the original that had that little, the GameCube, or the Cube Cube Q? No, uh... Oh, yeah, the Panasonic maybe. Q. Maybe. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we talked about that a couple shows ago. Ah, uh, okay. I wonder how much I those thought... are. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, they're only 250 bucks. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> Interesting. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, other, what other differences? I'm just pulling up a couple differences here. Xbox and Windows versions have three missions, three different missions. Um downloadable uh they include a russian nuclear sub ps2 had um the nuclear power plant new cinematics new intro and original music by the Prague orchestra and behind the scenes interviews and documentaries 
So the the PS2 kind of wow. seemed to be the definitive version of it, but it was also the crappest version. Interesting. Um, how did the ports hold up? Um, what like the, the HD uh, collection? Yeah, HD. I okay. Yeah, I mean, the HD collection. Um, the first two games are they, they, there's so much they could have improved. It literally is just up. It's it is in H. It is in HD, quote unquote. I don't know if it's full HD at all, to be honest. Um, but that's it. They've done nothing else, and obviously there's quick save. But controls wise and everything, it's it's almost identical. That's uh, back probably. when all they were doing for HD collections was just upresing. Yeah, yeah, dude. Those those early PS3 HD collections, you know what they were like. They were a bit hit and miss right oh yeah I mean, let's talk about the that silent, silent hill one. <laughs> oh, the silent hill one was the worst you know hey that's here's not... a game that's designed around <laughs> fog let's take the fog away wow yeah and let's uh let's drop the frame rate dramatically Ugh. when it, when a monster is about to appear which uh, is so sad because could... that game is super hard to find uh, absolutely so that's that's a real shame but um so the first two are kind of i mean they're they're fine they're totally fine it's definitely these days the best way to play it um but the re but the hd version of chaos theory is actually very good and holds up really well um so maybe if we ever if we ever dive back into the series we try a slightly uh more polished uh splinter cell Yes, than this than this one. <laughs> More polished turd. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I wonder how Mike got on with it. I don't know. I think he, he I think he made it quite far. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, did you notice? Oh, hold on, what was I going to say? I had an Easter egg thing up here that I was looking through, and I can't find it anymore, and I. Hmm. Never mind. I lost it. Thought gone. No worries. No worries. So yeah. That's Def- it. that's that's been a sell. It is. It's rough. Uh, uh, I don't I, have much more to add about it. I appreciate it for its merits. I definitely think it it does stand apart from Metal Gear. I don't think it's fair to completely parallel this to Metal Gear because they're they're no. each great in their own respect um metal gear has that more futuristic stealth uh solo man and and this feels more directed by a government style stealth Um, yeah exactly way more fun gadgets to play with it's just i think you're right it, it took them a couple games to really figure out how this all was meant to be put together yeah exactly like a lot of uh original games in in series only got better as the sequels went on and they got to like iterate and figure out what they needed to change yeah it's just a series that kind of fell off the map for me well apparently it's uh it's coming back did you hear about this no so i think if you just literally if you just type in splinter cell on google you'll see some news stories that are, that kind of uh, point towards it coming back, because it has there haven't hasn't been a game for years. 
Last one was uh, Blacklist, right? I think I think it was Blacklist on the PS3. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure there's talk of reviving it, uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, it's been 2013. Yeah. I'd kind of like to see a modern Splinter Cell. I'm not sorry, not Splinter Cell. Um, the hell, a siphon filter. Duh, we're talking about Splinter Cell. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. There, there's a couple of series that are just uh, almost buried, but you kind of feel like maybe they'll just, maybe they'll come back real soon. Like siphon filter was really fun. Also, uh, not aged well. No, not at all. Because that's back when they were trying to implement 3D directional shooting with just the D-pad. Yeah, ugh, those those days were killer. If I, it's been a while since I've played this, but I think you didn't you have to hold like R1 to then stop yeah. in place and and then use the D-pad to move the gun around, so you couldn't be walking and shooting at the same time. Well, you had if you pressed L1, it would kind of go into a weird first person with the green target that you had yeah. to move around with the d-pad that you had to be still uh or you could hold r1 and that would be a sort of lock on but if you're running uh you would be like the one of every five bullets would hit kind of thing yeah it, yeah, was, it was it was tough it was really a fun game though in its time yeah um, um no it's it's definitely rumored there's rumors of splinter cells return in 2018 um based so, on some stuff <laughs> in the in the pantheon of stealth games where do you think splinter cell falls because i mean we've got i mean off the top of my head we've got metal gear obviously hitman yeah oh, uh man. deus ex yep the thief series never played the thief series uh oh. Man, no, not Manhunt. That's not one. I think like those are the those are the the top stealth games. Yeah, yeah. That's Hitman's a really interesting one. I really I, like the Hitman series. I really like Hitman. Oh, uh, Absolution was so much fun. Is that the PS3 one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I played. That's really fucking good. I just liked how there were so many different ways you could go about in yes. the Hitman, not just Absolution, but in Hitman, they just give you a target. And it's like, great, here's this whole world at your disposal for how you want yeah. to get rid of these people. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it's very good. Actually, and the, um, I don't know if you've played the PS4 episodic Hitman. I have not. That's actually very good as well. It's a really good way of doing it. So each episode there's one target and there's a huge world around how you're going to do that. Huh. So there might be like a, a guy on a private yacht at a party and you're somewhere on the other side of the water and you've got to find your way onto that yacht and then work your way through and kill this guy. Or you can maybe like go somewhere else and snipe him or something like that. Like, it's just it's very cool and each episode is usually on sale for a few dollars is it just called Um, hitman yeah on ps4 and there's like five episodes i think and it's like episode one 
don't quote me on this, but it's something like episode one is Paris, episode two is London. It's all these like different different settings. So I'm looking at it right now, and on mm-hmm. the PlayStation Store, and it looks like the first two story missions are free. That's right. It's extremely well reviewed. Huh. I'll have to give that a shot because I so, really yeah. like Hitman. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Go ahead. I so that's a good that's a good. That's a good point. When I look at Hitman and Splinter Cell, they 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 are quite similar. It like Metal Gear kind of stands on its own. Um, but if we're just looking at if we're looking at stealth mechanics and the the kind of the depth of those mechanics, I would lean more towards um, Hitman and Splinter Cell if you want a true stealth experience where you want to be you want to be in the dark the whole time and you don't mind a bit of punishment if you get seen or or discovered even once see and i think that's Uh, why i I like hitman more uh than splinter cells because it gives you the option to approach it in both veins you can lurk in the shadows and be completely unseen if you want to or Mm. you can go you know what I'm just going to just nut up here and walk through this crowd and blend in and then take this guy head on. Yeah. And you can kind of go all guns blazing, can't you, in Hitman? To a degree, yeah. But To a degree, you can. I think I remember in Absolution just kind of... You know how it is when you get, you've get you been playing a game for an hour and you get a bit bored, so you start just shooting everything. Yeah. Like, I just want to get I, through this. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can do that in... Uh... You know, and I Hitman. think this is a more recent series, but Dishonored kind of oh, followed yeah. that same avenue of Hitman. You know, it's not necessarily a stealth-based game, but you can you can do a complete stealth run of Dishonored. Interesting. This is one I've not played yet. Dishonored. Oh, the first Dishonored was so good. Yeah, but that's it, a first-person stealth, right? Yeah. Mm, interesting thief was really disappointing i remember when that came out in 2014 i was really excited yeah. for it um yeah. felt really let down how about um chronicles of riddick escape from butcher bay oh that's that that's the ps2 game right i th- think that was xbox oh oh no Maybe yeah it's xbox right. and windows apparently yeah. an exceptionally well-reviewed game like yes, game of the year, but well really reviewed. hard to find. Very hard to find. I because I remember we talked about it about a year ago or so, and I was looking for it because I was looking for, I was looking for PS3 gems to play. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, this one, Chronicles of Riddick. I wonder if that's on Steam because I would really like to play that for the show. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to play that too. Because I was looking for it. Because it um, says it was released on Xbox and Windows. Let's look. Yeah. Chronicles so. of Riddick is not on Steam. Huh. Yeah. One um, of my go ahead. earliest memories with Hitman was... I think it's Hitman Contracts. I, I, I basically played them on PC, actually, years ago. The first couple of games. Okay. Um, and the first mission, or you had to, I think you were like, you had to dress up as like a 
postman and you're delivering something and you have this crate of flowers and at the bottom of the crate is your handgun (laughs) and you just kind of like walk through into this uh into these gardens of this huge mansion and it just it just felt like the coolest thing because that unlike the other two games i mean there's a bit of it in metal gear but you're always changing disguises in hitman yeah and that's because you're you're not just you're not just a spy the entire time you're like today i'm gonna be a chef and now i'm gonna be a chauffeur and now i'm gonna be a flower delivery man but at the core i'm always a ruthless killer yeah (laughs) exactly um i really love that i really love that kind of blending in with the with everyone like like instead of being sneaking around in the shadows and being completely on your own you're having to be part of the scenario all the time you're having to be in crowded areas and not give yourself away so so that this is some nice differences i think all three of these series like coexist really nicely together yeah um i just hope that um splinter cell does get rebooted because i think it i think they could go somewhere with that did you ever play the ps1 game tenchu stealth assassins (laughs) yes I remember because I had to borrow it from a friend and play it secretly because it was really violent. Oh, yeah. Real violent. (laughs) And, like, I don't think my parents would have been happy because it was so much blood in that game. Another one that has not aged well. Yeah, it looks awful now if you look at screenshots. I can't believe how bad it looks. I used to think it was amazing. Yeah, and it's not like it was really early in the PS1 life cycle either. It was 98. No, it was like, yeah, around the sort of original Metal Gear time, I remember. Yeah, I mean, at that point, they were getting ready to announce the PS2. God. (laughs) Not a a good game to go back to, but I loved how hyper-violent it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's hard to justify what the best stealth game is because, like we said, there's each one has its own merits. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if I had to choose what I'd want to play in terms of the most enjoyable stealth, it'd probably be Hitman. Because I don't play Metal Gear as a stealth game. Yeah. I play it as I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. I just and, need to and, be discreet about it. Uh, and you play it also because you're like i want to know what's going to happen next yeah i don't give a crap about the story in hitman no never yeah i just want to see if i can do this and they know that too like the the game knows that it's very aware of it it's like all of the efforts are in execution of how you're gonna perform your your stealth actions and stuff yeah how you're gonna defeat the target yeah so that's that for Splinter Cell. I wish we had better review of it, but I, yeah, I would say too. don't Def- go back to it. Oh yeah, and if you are, the uh, HD collection is more your friend than anything else. Yeah, so. simply for the auto save or the quick save. Yeah, and and slightly smoother edges. Yes, I mean it didn't look that bad, but the pipes were probably hexagons on your version. Yes, they looked like they <laughs> cut his hands up quite immensely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, not not a bad series. I wouldn't want to bash it too much because it 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 is kind of uh, it does a lot of 
it brings a lot to the table that hadn't been on the table before. Um, it's got some nice ideas, and it is worth it is worth a go. It is always interesting going back to these really early games in this in yeah. these genres and seeing they really paved the way for what we have today. Oh man, totally. I mean, we had to go through some growing pains to get where we are today in certain games, and it's it's neat to go back and say, oh, so that's where this originated from. Yeah, that's just it. We had to go through the pain points to get to get the quality that we really expect now. I mean, could you imagine being able to go back and talk to 2001 Tom or 2002 Tom and be like, hey, this is shit. It gets way better. <laughs> yeah. 2002 time be like this is the best in the world how does it get any better than this yeah <laughs> don't worry you don't have to go to the news agent and hope that there's a magazine that has a splinter cell walkthrough for that level you're stuck on you'll, you'll be, be able, able to, to go pull on up. the internet <laughs> the whole thing will be in your pocket yeah. one day there'll be a video walkthrough on your phone you mean like the one connected to the wall no it'll be in your pocket <laughs> our pockets get bigger <laughs> hey Janice you hear that my pockets gonna get bigger in 10 years <laughs> I knew them Jinko jeans would be forever here to stay <laughs> put on your crack hoppers <laughs> get the dickies out the drawer <laughs> hey I'm gonna buy me another phone one for each pocket <laughs> good job i got my cargo shorts oh god yeah that'd be something else i'd go back and tell younger eric these aren't stop, cool stop wearing those cargo shorts throw yeah. them away with all the pockets on the sides i used to think oh, that was so cool god and i'd put so much shit in it like coins <laughs> and keys yeah candy bars <laughs> small animals <laughs> And then you try to be really cool and walk around with your hands in your cargo pockets instead of your actual pockets. So you're like doing this yeah. weird like slouch. Yep. Oh god. I'm glad it wasn't just here. Yeah, it was over here too. <laughs> Certainly was. So Mike put out the questionnaire a few days ago. We have zero questions about this. No. None. No question. People are like, one star, it was shit. <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> um, maybe it's because Mike posted it, but he usually posts it. Yeah. Oh. He usually gets some feedback. Never mind. Oh, well. That's fine. You win some, you lose some. I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure we don't have any emails, but if you want to send us an email, factorysealedatmanatank.com. Yeah. Um, Old school. Tom, we're a little bit at your behest here for what we play next. Are we ready? Well, yeah. Mike bought a game that I am recommending we play, but I need to make sure that you have an avenue oh. in which to play it. Um, yes. I really want to play Animusha Warlords for PS2. Mm, I think that would be awesome. I'm, I'm going to look into... Uh, see where my ps2's at because i do have one it's just not at my house so but if it's at your mum's house in ireland 
Oh no, she lives in England now. Oh, she moved. Yeah. When? <laughs> she moved like a year ago. What? Yeah. What part of England? Uh, in my hometown, in the southwest. Wait. So, so when uh, I was over there, she had already lived in England. Oh yeah, she just traveled up for the for the day on oh, from the southwest. Oh, yeah. I thought she was still in Ireland. No, no, living with a buddy. She's nice. sold her house and living with a buddy. So um, nice. So yeah, I might catch up with her and see if I can get hold of it. Um, uh, but yeah, I'll I'll keep you posted, and then if 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 not, maybe we can play it in the the following show or something like that. Yeah, we should probably try to figure that out earlier than later. Yes, because so, Animusha was a launch title for the PS4 or the PS2, was it not? It was. I remember. I remember it fondly. I remember going with my grandma to get the, to get a game because she'd bought me my PS2 and I didn't have any games. So we're at the, the Smuggler's Run. Well, that's the thing. I wanted Smuggler's Run, and then my grandma's like. <laughs> That's a game about smuggling drugs, so no. Instead, she buys me Animusha Warlords, where you're running around feudal Japan murdering people. Thanks, Grandma! <laughs> we know where Grandma's values lie. Yeah. So Slashing I re- people with swords is fine. I have great memories of this game. I really hope it's held up well. Mmm... <laughs> Don't, no, I hope so too. Don't do me like that, Tom. Because <laughs> uh, it kind of borrows a lot of elements from Resident Evil, where it's got it's a little bit survival horror, but then it, yeah. it it also kind of paved the way for what God of War did, where when you kill people, you can absorb souls to get different abilities. Yes, if I remember rightly, I think it's tank controls. Oh no! I think you stand still, hold a button, get into the action stance, and then stop start swiping. I could be wrong, but I just have a feeling it might be. Oh, please be wrong. <laughs> I mean, graphically, Never. it's still... Like, I'm just pulling up original graphics of it. It didn't look terrible then. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, PS2, can you remember? It was such a huge leap at the time. Oh, yeah. You mean these people like, actually have round eyes? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, do you remember that game, The Getaway? Yeah. Like how gorgeous that looked when it first came out. I couldn't believe how it looked. I vividly remember um, one of my best friends got a PS2 before I did, and he brought it over, and he had Madden 2001. And just being floored when they would show the between-play scenes where they'd show a close-up on a character, and you could see the details on their face. Yes. Like, this is insane. This is uh, the future. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to get better than this. <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing about FIFA. Oh, no. There's actually a ball on the field. I've actually uh, Googled Madden 2001, <laughs> and I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to be crazy. able to experience that again oh i know i think we've become so jaded with it's just so yeah graphical leaps because we're kind of in this generation now where we we look for shortcomings in things rather than the technical achievements because the technical achievements are becoming they're fewer and further between and they're more 
they fall in line with more things that are unnoticeable, like technical achievements in AI and anti-aliasing yeah. and, and, and lighting and things that we don't really pay attention much to instead of these massive graphical leaps. Yeah, like shaders and and skin pores and things like this like story development and yeah it's it's much harder now to make a huge impact visually and and have it different from your your predecessor well you'd think to the jump from 1080p to 4k it's not that noticeable yeah i i, I mean i've not even played a game in 4k yet but i've seen in like in the stores and things and i can see this the crispness and the sharpness but when you compare it to um scart lead to hdmi yeah i mean that was that was mind-blowing oh yeah absolutely I re- mind-blowing I like what is this hdmi cable and i can read text now yeah i it's... i only need to plug one thing in yeah oh <laughs> where's the red where's the white and where's the yellow you know i just got black (laughs) i find myself also with portable gaming because i think that's where we're really going to see a lot of the graphical leaps and bounds still a little bit jaded by it though because you're like okay great the switch came out and i can play portable but it still kind of looks like a ps3 yeah yeah so portable gaming is always a generation and a half behind yeah, definitely. But, I mean, could you That's... imagine going back and telling yourself when you're playing your little Game Boy by the streetlights that pass by in the car, like, it gets better. Yeah, yeah. I right, it's, You're going to be playing a fully threshed 3D Mario on a portable system soon. In, in 20 years. In, in 20 years that you can just dock and play on your TV or up-res to 1080p. Oh, what's 1080p? Let me tell you about yeah. 1080p. <laughs> right now, you're like sub 480i. Yeah. <laughs> Add a few more i's and a couple p's and another zero, and you're golden. All yeah. of the p's. All the good p's. This this industry is totally bonkers with the, all the evolutions that have happened in just our relatively short lifetimes. I mean, it's been it's been great growing up in the era that. Uh, of gaming that we did because we experienced this. I understand there are people that, that started with Atari and they can go even yeah. further back, but oh, yeah. we, we at the peak of our childhood got to experience the biggest leaps and bounds in the gaming industry. I mean, yeah. the jump from super Nintendo to PlayStation and N64 was colossal. And then from Same. N64 to PS2, we got to experience that. And then the jump from PS2 to PS3, we were kind of, edging out of of high school and into college like when we could afford this stuff oh man the three biggest leaps in gaming history we got to experience at the peak of our childhood that's true that's true we were very lucky definitely like very lucky to some of our some of our earliest experiences would have been owning the super mario all-stars cartridge with (gasps) super mario like lost levels and the original and world and all these games well if you had the cart that had world on it you were the tip of the nipples oh man yeah because that was a rare one (laughs) but just like these full fully fully featured 2d barriers all the best ones on one cartridge like that was and it came bundled with the system 
Oh man, I miss the days of games bundled with consoles. I know, right? <laughs> uh, they don't even give you now a you just, demo disc. Now you can get bundles, but then your console has to be branded with the the game. I've never understood that. I've never been into that. No, me neither. I like, I would love the option for a colored console, but like I don't want a Star same. Wars Battlefront PS4. No, or a Destiny one, or anything <clears throat> like this. I just want... Just I just want white! Pl- yeah. Just give me the playing console and put some games in the box. And have the have it so that when I look on the back of the box, you've got all the screenshots of all the games I could be playing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, man. Loved it. The, Super, <laughs> the N64, and I used to keep that box out so I could look at the back of it and be like, I can't wait to play that one. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Yeah, to be a kid again. Oh, we're getting nostalgic now, Eric. We That's are. what this show's all about, though. I mean, I get really excited about different graphical leaps now because I, I can afford to buy this shit. Like, sure, I can't wait yeah. to get that new full array 1080 or uh, 4K HDR TV because yeah. I can afford it now as a kid. Nowadays, you're like, maybe someday. <laughs> now you just got to dig for the time. Oh, God. And then you're golden. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, time is a fleeting resource. Time's the killer, yeah. Inversely proportionate. <laughs> games and time. As a kid, you have all the time, no games. As an adult, all the games, no time. And there's a Damn there's me. a there's a weird like year gap in college where you have oh, yeah. all the games and all the time. Yeah. When you first start making decent money, and you still oh. don't have a ton of responsibility. Yeah. Like, so when you probably made that video series for Demon Souls, maybe yeah. that was the time when you had some resources to get the games that you needed and wanted and uh, an abundance of time as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the year period where Dan and I just played games every day nonstop together. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> oh brings a tear to my eye tom oh yeah. a tear to my eye Me too so well tom i don't have anything else for this week no but me i neither i feel like we should give cat a little bit of a plug here oh yeah okay we so should. your your beloved <laughs> has actually done the reverse to you of what you'd normally do to her and exiled you to your bedroom correct that's correct i'm i'm recording this in the bedroom because she is recording her own podcast with a friend in our other in our one other room in this apartment <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's all, it's all one big room yeah 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 she's just in the lounge right now recording uh her new podcast so they're doing five episodes up front yes oh four actually it's been moved down to four because they they had to do a load of other stuff this morning taking pictures and they're pretty active on their social media uh yeah they're they're putting a lot of work into this actually so what was the (laughs) what was the catalyst for her wanting to start that i think she was just she started doing a um a creative writing course because she's started to write her own fantasy novel 
Okay. And so she was getting really into that and reading lots of uh, fantasy and dystopian thriller fiction and stuff like that. And she's got a really close friend who does the same. So they and they talk so much about it all the time. They thought, well, why don't we like read a book or two a week and then a book we'll or two a-, a week? Oh, dude, the they read so fast. A book or two a week. Yeah. Cat read four books last weekend, I think it was. What? Just a... Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't even get through a game in two weeks. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, they're really fast readers. They just they just have so many books that they get through. Um So with that being said, they have so much content that they are doing they will talk about a couple of books an episode, I imagine. A couple um, of books an episode. Yes. Oh my god. I think so. And the episodes are about fifty to sixty minutes long, I think. They could There's probably very... get away with just doing a book a show. Yeah, I think I think that I mean, to be honest with you, you know how it is, like you started this show five years ago you're you're very much ironing out the creases as you go and trying to find your footing right oh god yeah it's just you're kind of like all right this is our format now this is the way it's going to be and um so i imagine the show the show will sound very different in six weeks from as it should today as it absolutely should yeah anybody starting a show don't try to iron out a format because it's just going to change. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, I'll give them a give them a little plug. So um, their podcast is called Into the Stacks. <gasps> which nice. Yeah. Um, and the, the website is uh, so Into the Stacks. So it's the ITS ITS the Bookcast dot com. We'll I like it. Their website. I had yeah. fun sending cat stupid names that I thought her podcast should have been called. Because it's just a couple oh, of posh brick girls. Mm, kind. Me, me too. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And they were just constantly rolling their eyes every time I had a suggestion. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been it fantastic. Was, I just like coming up with stupid names. And uh, I, I thought she should have called it, mm, yes, indubitably. <laughs> Mm, a real page turner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Darling, crack the spine. <laughs> Sniff the page. <laughs> Reading between the lines. Mm. No, I thought it should have been called stiff upper lip, to be honest. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think they had their, their original name was uh, Shelf Indulgence. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's it doesn't name. quite roll off the tongue, though. It doesn't. So I think that's why they, uh, they went with something a bit more, a bit snappier. Huh. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's what they're doing. And I think they'll be um, on iTunes probably in the next few days. Sweet. Good for them. We will definitely yeah. give them a plug. Yeah. For anybody else out there who can read two books a week, <laughs> then check it out. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, all right, Tom, that is, uh, that's all I've got for you this week. I th- 
So we're going to try to shoot for Animusha in two weeks. Uh, yes. Dan will still be in the blurry land of Oz. Um, who yeah, knows yeah. if Mike is going to break something else? We never know with that guy. It could, anything could happen. He might actually break his house. <laughs> Let's hope not. Otherwise, I have to move to Het. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, Tom, we can't forget. You know what comes out this Friday? Something comes out this Friday? Yeah. I'm going to try and guess. Is it... What, give me a a clue. Get it! Oh, is it really Nino Kuni 2? Yes. Seriously? Oh, it's oh on Friday. Oh, oh, that's, oh, it's a that's wild. Yeah. The I managed to Eric, find... I never finished the first one. Neither should did I. I. Still just, just get it? I should just get it. I think you should just get it. I'll, I'll wait till I move and then I'll get it. But, Tom, by that point... You'll all have got it and you'll all have played it. <laughs> yeah. I know. And just think, if you get it this Friday, then we can yeah. all play it and talk about it for two weeks while Dan's in Australia. Oh, God, don't tempt me. Because <laughs> what, what was the other game that, was, that came out while he was in Australia last time? Was it like, oh, I don't know. It was something he was a huge fan of, though. Huge fan. Shit. No, God, I don't remember it? if it was a Pokemon game or Final Fantasy game. Was it Final Fantasy? It was, was it I 15? think it was Final Fantasy 15. Oh, my God. Maybe it was. Yeah, because I... I'd started it. We we were both quite we were both much further ahead than him. Cuz that came out March 6th of 2016. Mhm. And I think it's so, Did he go well, last year or was it the year 2 years ago? It was 2 years ago. Because, because the, I went to J- Japan last year. And he was here. Because what did you and I play while he was overseas? The Jock Buns episode was... We got to deduce this right now. Because this is going to determine whether or not you buy this game. You're asking oh, my long-term memory. Episode is, 96, is, April yeah. 25th, 2016. It was Final Fantasy 15. Oh, wow. That came out while Dan was... <laughs> yeah, poor Dan. That must have been it. So. Must... Oh, God. A JRPG double whammy, then. <laughs> and he's gone for three weeks. <laughs> but you're taking your PS4 with you, right? Possibly. As long as I can uh, change the country on it and stuff. Yeah, I believe it's region-free. And just create a new uh, PSM profile, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to still buy things in pounds just because I know... Because we get really good sales here i don't know if canada gets good psn sales unless is it on the same store as no, na it's not yeah i don't i don't think that i don't reckon their store i mean i could be completely bullshit bullshitting here but i mean i still think you need to get it just so we can all be playing it and talking about it yeah i think uh yeah i think sorry, you're probably dear. right oh and posting so. pictures and yeah spoilers um, the, is it Studio Ghibli again? Uh, I don't believe they're involved in this one. Okay, okay. But I believe That's... the musical composer from the original still is. 
Okay, that's good enough. So, and I that's don't give enough. two flying rips about the the vinyl pop figures, but I oh, yeah. finally tracked down the other two Nino Kuni two ones. Did you get them? I did. So I have all three of them. Oh wow! There's Evan, oh. Roland, and Tani with the Higgledy familiar. Shit, there are so many of those figures now. Oh yeah, it's three fifty four hundred ish. Wow! But you know what really has me excited for Nino Kuni two? What's that? They have a kingdom builder in it. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like it's basically Dark Cloud two. Basically, right? yeah. Uh, so get God. it. Oh, That's gonna man. be in depth. So I watched a little bit of a video of how it works, and I am really excited for it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I've not actually watched anything on it, so I might go in blind. I'm trying not to. I've. I don't think I'm even going to read the reviews for it because I know I want it. I'm just going to yeah. be really disappointed if it's like eh, White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, three out of ten. <laughs> I just don't think that's going to happen, though. No, I don't think so either. Oh, the other thing. Sorry, I keep thinking of other stuff. Um, the other thing. The other game that came out on f- last Friday, Burnout Paradise Remastered. Oh, yep. I got to yep. get it. I That was one of the first games I played on PS3. Oh, so much fun. It was really cool. It's like an open world uh, racing game, right? Yeah. To, it, I remember it. I remember they got rid of some to... of the really cool aspects of Burnout, Burnout, like Crash Party and stuff like that. Oh, but I know, I know. Did you ever play uh burnout 3 takedown um i played burnout the original on ps2 loved it so much and burnout 2 but i didn't play burnout 3 burnout 3 takedown is where it's at i discovered the series with burnout 3 my uncle and i were walking through best buy and they had a demo of this on the xbox and we just stopped by to play it and we stood there for over an hour playing it went we have to buy this game turned around bought it walked out went and played it for the next week straight wow it was so much oh, fun shit maybe i did play it i might have played it I've, the thing is some of them are I the first two are very similar um yeah the I first just... two are good but three really took it to the next level and then the first one for xbox 360 it also bridged onto ps2 is burnout revenge okay never played that one Three takedown is just the best. Did you ever play Wheelman? No. Is that the stunt game? The stunt driver? Yeah. Yeah, that game yeah. was really interesting. It was actually, it was actually quite good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just for a quick go. We should we should definitely try to play some Burnout uh, for the show at some point. I'd be keen. I'd be down with that. I loved Burnout. It's a great series. I think Burnout 3 is really long, too. But it's one of those where you just like, yeah, I've played it. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have to necessarily 100% it. Because <laughs> I'm just looking here. It's 14 hours-ish if you're wow. good. Get good. <laughs> get, Completionist, get, 36 hours. Uh, Get good. Get good. All right. Uh, so if you want to follow us on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash group slash factory sealed podcast. That's where all the good stuff happens. Um, occasionally do some giveaways if you want to support what we're doing we're on patreon at patreon.com slash factory sealed any donation gets you access to our factory sealed unwrapped episodes which is basically our five minutes to sometimes half an hour maybe even an hour of just 
shit mm-hmm. talk before the show uh, of us pretending to get ready before we put her in D. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And uh, if you haven't already, it'd be cool if you could leave us an iTunes review. That yes. would be good. Preferably a like... good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like our latest review of they sat and made Metal Gear Solid food puns for 20 minutes. Five stars. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's (laughs) us. That's that's the best (laughs) summarization of a show possible. So, all right, Tom, thanks for joining me on this lovely two-man show. Oh, no worries. Pleasure was all mine. Had a great time. Yeah. I'll, uh hope you can get out of your 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 dungeon of a bedroom here soon oh oh me too i'm getting hungry you know how you know how it goes (laughs) just (laughs) you're gonna stick a note out under the door can i come out now (laughs) lady catherine might you pass a a raw noodle under the door for me (laughs) please perhaps a buttered bread (laughs) butter side up preferably but I'll take butter side down and pick the dust off. <laughs> pick the hairs out. Please, I'm starving in here. <laughs> Lady Catherine! <laughs> <laughs>